It seems strange that a country, or two countries, such as Australia and New Zealand, celebrate
They know all about Jesus. Unless they quit, they might get 10 passes. Sunday school teacher, they will be able to give us a wonderful picture about Jesus. But many a time, their eyes and our eyes are closed to such an extent that we fail to see Jesus in our midst. Well, in every worship service, the invitation to worship is simple. Come, let us encounter the Lord. Let us worship with the angels and the archangels and all the company of heaven proclaiming the mighty acts of the Lord. The invitation is fine. But several times, several of us come into this pews and have stand in front of the service in the altar and return, not encountering Christ, not seeing Christ. Our eyes and our minds are so blinded that sometimes, for at least a few of us, church services can become just another Sunday morning ritual. The genuine encounter, the genuine opening of the eyes, when the breaking of the bread happens, as the scripture says, their eyes were opened and they saw Jesus sitting with them. They recognized the mighty presence of the Lord. For several of us, we are not able to enjoy our worship. For several of us, we decide, oh, it's cold outside. Let us take another blanket and sleep a little more. The inability to really experience the extravagance of joy that we have in encountering the divine in the liturgy, in the worship, in the being here, and in the breaking of the day. The third thing we see is this. Yes, they did not recognize Jesus in their midst, but the scripture says, Jesus came near. Across the daily meditations and the post-resurrection meditations, this is something that we have been concentrating on. When you look at the resurrected Lord, the experience with the resurrected Lord, it is not the believer going in search of God. That happens in several places. The broad search, the searcher, the seeker, the believer going to shrines, going to temples, going to churches, going to meetings, religious festivities to have an encounter with God, to meet with God. But here, we find God seeking people. God seeking the searcher. God seeking the wanderer. Jesus came near them. And that is the beauty of our experience. Though we walk away after a morning service, it is not leaving that Jesus there at church and actually and going to where we are. We have a Jesus who is near us all the time. A Jesus, the resurrected Lord, who came transcending closed doors, that is the experience that we talk of here again. A God who comes near. Not that we go searching wherever we are, whatever our life conditions are, whatever our questions are, whatever our doubts are, whatever be the emotions which our destinations are, whatever situations of faith we are in, shattered who we are, we have Jesus coming near. Not only that we come near, the scripture says, the risen Lord walks with the shattered disciples. The risen Lord walks with the broken disciples. He participates in their wanderings. He participates in their brokenness. He participates in their pain and he walks with them. And that's why across these days, 
you also use the non-existent English word W-I-T-H-N-E-S-S. Consistently we use that word because whatever we are life situation, cannot is not in the peak of faith, peak of all good situation, peak of everything is all right. The peak situation where we find no issue, no problem. We live through a situation where everything is not good. We live through a situation where we know we have lost several things. We live through a situation we know we have broken in faith. We live through a situation even though we try to act as if everything is alright outside, everything is not alright within. And in that situation, we find even if we understand or not, even if we accept or not, even if we acknowledge or not, even if we recognize or not, even if we realize or not, a Jesus walking with us walking beside us. The risen Lord is a conversation. He engages with them in a conversation. The question should have, should have been, where are you going? Why are you sad? And he asked them, did you not know all the things that are happening around in the last three days? And Jesus asked the question, what are the things? When is this about Jesus of Nazareth, a man of God, who did mighty things? But you know what? Our chief priests and the scribes they handed him over to be crucified and he was dead. A conversation begins. A conversation happens. Dear friends, that's the beauty of the risen Lord. Prayer, we are always told, is not a monologue. Prayer is never telling Jesus a shopping list of our needs. But genuine spiritual experience of prayer is this conversation where we listen to the one who speaks and we speak to the one who listens. We listen to the one who speaks and we speak to the one who listens. All that is happening around us, the reason of our pain, the reason of our agony, the reason God engages in a conversation. Several of us do pray. Several of us do worship. Several of us do spend quite a lot of time in devotion, in spirituality, in our faith reality. The question that we ask ourselves is a simple question. Do we really engage in a conversation with this risen Lord? Every Easter, every post-Easter experience calls us to ask this question very genuinely, very carefully. The risen Lord is a stranger on the road. The stranger on the road. He does not come with all the paraphernalia of the crown and the scepter. He does not come with all the paraphernalia of glory and might. Sometimes the risen Lord comes as a stranger in our midst. And that is the beauty of Christian life. And in Matthew 25, before his death, he already told him, I was hungry. You gave me food. I was a stranger who was thirsty. You gave me to drink. I was a stranger who was naked. You closed me. I was a stranger who was in prison. Who came, you came and visited me. I was a stranger who was suffering in a hospital. You came and saw me in a sick person. And they asked, where did you? Where did we find you? Hungry or thirsty, sick or in prison? He said, the little you did. 
to the least of these strangers, brothers in your midst, you did it unto me. A young child went to the park one day for the old story goes with a wonderful teacher father. And along with his friends when he went praying, mother gave him a good pack of sandwiches to eat when he was tired. He went and was playing around and saw a very old lady sitting on the side of the park. And he thought this lady was hungry. So he went all the way up to the lady when there was a break in the game that was on and gave this pack of sandwiches to her and said, you can take it. The lady opened the pack of sandwiches, gave half of it to the side and all the joy ate the other half. This boy went back home, told his mother a good news. Amma, he said, mother, he said, I met God today and God was very old. That's exactly what he did. I met God today and she was very old. This old lady went home. Went home and called her sons and daughters and said, I went to the park for a walk today and I met God today. And God is so young. I never thought God was so young. Being able to see God in the stranger around us is the core challenge of Christian faith. Sometimes strangers walk in into our midst. People who are not well planned, many of us are. People who look, whose look have a clandestine look, and doubts start creeping in our minds, and somebody comes and starts telling me. And I'm always asking the simple question. If that were Christ, if Christ was taking the form of that stranger and walking into our pews and sitting down, what do you feel that aversion in your mind for him? He is a stranger. The resurrected Lord reminds us the stranger in our midst could be the risen one. The risen Lord, one in whom we add hope. And the past tense is very, very important. These people are telling Jesus, yes, there was a time when everything was blossoming, when everything was good, when everything was all right. We had all hopes in this man, thinking that this man perhaps would be the believer. But the cross, the pain of the cross, the agony of the cross, the suffering of the cross shattered all our dreams. We had hope this man to be the redeemer. Past tense. And that is true in several people's Christian lives. We had a past. A past full of hope. And now, for various reasons, disillusioned, that hope gone away. That excitement's gone away. Life becomes just a mechanical routine going on. And here again we have the risen Lord addressing that, encountering that, and coming to us. And then they said, some of those who were with us, especially the women, they went to the tomb and found it exactly as that the woman saw. And they saw almost a vision. And what was the vision? Look exactly, it says, the two men said, why are you speaking him among the dead when he's alive? They told us he's alive. And then we went, we seek, we sought. And they also said, the same thing. The risen Lord. Is resurrection true? How can resurrection be true? 
Of this resurrection experience. 